Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. First, I want to welcome a new country that we've had somebody download an episode from. I originally had said a few episodes back that we had 113 countries, but one of the um, tracking mechanisms was a little off and was double counting a country, so there was 112. So today I'm going to welcome the 113th country, and that is somebody from the country of Malta downloaded one episode. So I hope you come back for more episodes to listen. That place has a special uh, fondness for me. Malta was where my grandfather came to the United States in the early 1900s from, so still have a lot of family there. So anyway, to whoever downloaded in Malta, welcome. And with that, please go out to spondypodcast.com, sign up for the newsletter. I, I know i got to get one out here soon. It will be, I promise you. I'm working on it right now, and I've got some interesting stuff I hope to share in that. And today's episode will include an article in there that I want to discuss. And today's episode is really about, you know, how do biologics treat spondylarthritis? Well, you know, we all look at this and we say, oh, I want these pain meds. I, I got to reduce the pain. We know that. But key thing up front is biologics are not a pain medicine per se. Now, what they do do is reduce inflammation. And a byproduct of that reduced inflammation may be a reduction in pain. Hopefully it's a reduction in pain. But if you have any damage done inside the body from the AS, it will not reverse that. That could still be painful. So please be aware that by themselves, it's not like an opiate or anything like that as far as a pain reducer. It can, through its process, reduce your pain, but biologics are not a pain-reducing drug. Okay, with that said, there are many classes of drugs that have been developed to manage, you know, the symptoms and the f nasty flares of spondyloarthritis. Biologic drugs themselves are believed to slow the joint damage by reducing that um, auto-inflammatory reaction that your body takes towards the axial spondyloarthritis. Now, biologics themselves are just drugs made of, you know, proteins, sugars, or nucleic acids. Unlike some other drugs that are chemically synthesized, uh, biologics are derived from living organisms. So an example of a biologic includes things like vaccines, gene therapy, monoclonal antibodies used to treat like cancer and arthritis. So biologics that are disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, DMARDs, can be used to treat rheumatic diseases such as the axial spondyloarthritis. So with that background in mind, Let's look at some of the types of spondyloarthritis. And this is, again, where I'm going to push real hard for the use of one term when you go in to talk to your uh, rheumatologist. Use the term, I want to be diagnosed, I think I have axial spondyloarthritis. Don't say ankylosing spondylitis, because if you don't have fusing visible on an x-ray, your doctor is going to come back and say, well, you don't have AS. And you're going to say, but I've got all the symptoms. 
and there's an impasse and you get frustrated, doctor gets frustrated, use the term axial spondroarthritis. Much more higher level encompasses both non-radiographic and ankylosing spondylitis. Those are terms that I want to see kind of put back to the doctor's use, not our use as the patient. Start using the term axial spondroarthritis. So with this, it's helpful to review, you know, the terminology around the types of spondroarthritis uh, as we look at these conditions. Spondroarthritis refers to an inflammatory disease, auto-inflammatory disease that primarily affects the spine and other joints. Now, the types of spondroarthritis include psoriatic arthritis, arthritis associated with inflammatory bowel disease, and then our favorite, axial spondroarthritis. Axial spondroarthritis specifically affects the joints that connect the pelvis and the lower spine. Now, again, that's a general statement. We know that they can go all over the place, anywhere it wants to in your body. And for women, you'll see maybe more peripheral pain, arms and legs, where men might see more in the hips and and, uh, lower back. Again, that's more of a generalization. So don't say, well, I'm wrong because you have this one particular, everybody's different. So that may not exactly apply to you, but overall, that's how they look at some of the issues that are differences in how men and women react to axial spondyloarthritis. Now, there are two types, uh, two subtypes under the umbrella of axial spondyloarthritis. There's non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis and ankylosing spondylitis. Changes to the joints in non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis cannot be seen in x-rays. Well, changes in ankylosing spondylitis are apparent in x-rays. So every case of axial spondyloarthritis begins as non-radiographic. And then between 10 and 40% of non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis cases progress to become radiographic within 10 years. That's that magic period where you're in there trying to ask and be diagnosed with something that hasn't progressed yet and you're not getting the biologic treatment where if you get that treatment earlier on, much earlier on in that 10-year phase, you might not progress to the underlying ankylosing spondylitis where you can see the actual damage to the joints. And that's what you want to, that's what you want to combat big time. So treatment options, they vary for axial spondyloarthritis. Some biologics have been approved by the USDA, uh, the FDA, I should say, and others by the uh, European Medicines Agency to treat AS only. Other biologics are approved to treat both AS and non-radiographic. Again, that's kind of the last spot I'll refer to AS and non-radiographic. So how do biologics work? Well, you want to understand biologic DMARDs, uh, disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, are used to treat axial spondyloarthritis. It's important to know a little more about the immune system, inflammation, and class of biologics uh, that are known as monoclonal antibodies. So what is that? It's a word you say, I'm, I'm not familiar with the monoclonal antibodies. Well, you are. You've probably just heard of them referred to as different names. Um, antibodies are just proteins that form a vital part of the immune system. They're produced by a specialized immune cells known as B cells to fight bacteria or viral infections. The human body is capable of making, oh, it says almost 100 billion different types of B cells 
and each type of B cell produces only one type of antibody. Each antibody is a protein that recognizes and interacts with a very specific target. That's crazy what our body is doing. Everything that's going on inside, we wonder why we have such a hard time diagnosing this. There's so many pieces of this puzzle. Now, B cells, they can also be genetically altered in a lab to produce specific antibodies that will attach to a target protein. These are known as monoclonal antibodies because they are produced from one type of B cell. Every antibody made up of the B cell will have the same properties. Now, researchers, they have designed monoclonal antibodies to target specific proteins on the outside of immune cells, cancer cells, and other abnormal cells associated with diseases. There are several categories of biologics with different targets. Currently, and here's where you're going to recognize the names, but currently, tumor necrosis factor alpha inhibitors and interleukin 17A blockers are the only categories of biologic DMARDs approved to treat axial spondyloarthritis. Doctors may recommend biologics in cases where non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs did not work or you can no longer take. In my case, I can't take NSAIDs anymore. Biologics can be used on their own or they can be combined with traditional DMARDs like sulfazines and methotrexate to treat axial spondyloarthritis. So if your doctor comes along and says, you're taking uh, Enbrel and I want to add methotrexate, you know, you certainly got the opportunity to try it. It's just a combination of the two drugs to try and alleviate some of the damage that's going on in your body to try and slow it down. So how effective are biologics for axial spondyloarthritis? Well, traditionally, NSAIDs such as Advil, Aleve, Celebrex, they were used to treat the symptoms of axial spondyloarthritis because they temporarily managed the pain and reduced some of the inflammation. However, the new biological DMARDs work by targeting the cause of the inflammation at its source, slowing disease progression, and irreversible joint damage. And that's really the key right there is slowing down that joint damage because once you have it, you can't get rid of it. So while axial spondyloarthritis cannot be cured, Treatment can often stop or reduce inflammation to the lowest levels possible in order to relieve symptoms and slow further joint damage. If axial spondyloarthritis continues to progress, it can lead to permanent joint damage and disability. DMARDs, like biologics, can control active SPA and reduce inflammation, reducing symptoms, and improving quality of life. When I was diagnosed in 1984, and I've said this in other episodes, all there was was NSAIDs, basically a high dose of Aleve. Um, and that was it. That was all the doctor could send me home with. And it was like that for many years. I had my first hip replacement done by age 21 from the damage that was done. I had my second hip replacement by the age of 23. So I had a bilateral hip replacements by age 23. You don't want that. You want to be able to continue on as active and healthy as you can be. So get in there, get the treatments, switch to using the terminology axial spondyloarthritis. I can't emphasize that enough to the listeners. Use axial spondyloarthritis when you talk to the doctors. Do not ask if I've got ankylosing spondylitis. Do not ask if I've got non-radiographic. Ask if I've got axial spondyloarthritis. Make the doctor then differentiate where you fall on that spectrum of the, the disease but don't go in there with this 
idea that you've got this one thing. You need to completely get rid of the idea of ankylosing spondylitis. Take that right out of your vocabulary. Next time you go to your doctor, say, get rid of that out of the notes. I want to work towards axial spondyloarthritis. It can open up a much quicker, hopefully, diagnosis for you. So one of the big things I see online is I'm going to take this biologic. I'm going to jump in bed and monitor my systems all day. I'm going to take this biologic. What are my side effects? What am I going to? All those are valid questions. But the chances of you having, you know, you want to know how you feel, obviously. But taking a biologic is not something where you're going to feel this medicine coursing through your body and you need to lay down all day and and monitor yourself like you're going to have something hugely terrible happen. Take your shot. Go about your day. If you feel different, let your doctor know. Chances are you're not going to. And I'm not trying to downplay. There can be some uh, ramifications that come from taking any medication, not just a biologic, any medication. But the idea that you're going to have to give yourself a shot, lay down and monitor your condition for the whole day is really in many cases, for most, maybe not all, but for most, being a bit overdramatic. So go about your day. Do what you normally do because a biologic is not just a one-time thing. It's a, the rest of your life, possibly. So just go about your day. Do whatever you like to do. Do whatever you would normally do on any given day. And if you start to feel anything odd, sit down, monitor it for a few minutes, let your doctor know if it's, it continues, but do your thing. It's not. This is not some thing where you're going to have to take yourself out of commission for a whole day, or think you've got to think you've got to spend take it on a Friday so you have all weekend to recover. There, you take it and you get up and you go. There's just jump onto anybody's Instagram page that's on a biologic. You'll see them taking it and boom, off they go. So all biologics are given as injections. They're either subcutaneous, which is under the skin, or intermuscular you know, into the muscle or as an IV infusion. Biologics cannot be taken by mouth because they would be broken down in the stomach and intestines before being absorbed into the bloodstream, hence the shot. Before you start a biologic therapy, uh, you may undergo some screening tests to make sure that you're not at risk for any underlying conditions. Screenings often include tests for tuberculosis, hepatitis B, and hepatitis C. You may be monitored regularly for these or other conditions during treatment with biologics to make sure you're not at risk for developing any complications. I recently started with a new rheumatologist. He wanted a full blood work done on me because he had obviously never seen me before. And I was on Cosentix. So he sent me in and the lady drew, I don't know, eight vials of blood, I think it was. It was a bunch. And the other day when I went back to the doctor's office, he's going through the blood test. He's a younger guy. And he says, uh, he says, oh, you survived giving all that blood. What would you think of that? And I said, oh, yeah, she took you know, quite a bit because it's just such a large amount. But he goes, well, you don't have tuberculosis, you don't have hepatitis B, and you don't have hepatitis C. That's all good stuff. So he was being very thorough. I liked that. He wanted to make sure that everything was good to continue. And now he's called in my prescription for Cosentix. He gave me a few samples to bring home to last me through till it gets approved. So we're all good. Now, where I told you you don't have to be worried about biologics before and you don't have to kind of take yourself out for the day, there are some side effects you may, keyword, you may experience. You might have some injection site pain and redness. 
Well, we've seen people post pictures of that, get a welt. Um, I, I've had them on occasion, but they come and go. There are some increased risks uh, for infection. That doesn't mean that they knock out, you know, this is one of the big fallacies I see people come on about biologics is they'll say, well, it compromises your immune system. Yes, it does reduce your immune system for certain items. You'll want to look. Your biologic will tell you, hey, your immune system is, you know, maybe a little bit more at risk for this or this. It'll, it'll tell you on there what it is. But it's not like a cancer treatment where it knocks your entire immune system out. Matter of fact, many, many people that are on biologics report that they stop getting colds. They stop getting flus, they, you know, or if they get them, it's a much more reduced uh, episode. Now, I've talked to my doctor a little bit about this. Kind of the thought process is, and talking with many of y'all, is that your bio, your immune system is all over the place before biologics get introduced. It's trying to fight that inflammation. It doesn't have a lot of energy to fight other things. Once you introduce the biologic, inflammation is brought down, allows your natural immune system to kick in. So, gosh, knock on wood, short of some allergies, I haven't had a cold in three and a half years since starting Cosentex. Haven't had the flu either, and I was always notorious for getting a really bad case of the flu every year. So just be aware that just because there's some terminology that might affect your immune suppression or however terminology they use on the packaging, remember that's written by lawyers, not necessarily doctors. So you're not this walking case of being susceptible to everything again there's always going to be that person that's the rule um, that's not like that that they are more susceptible but that's more of an outlier than the norm so just be aware that you're not knocking your whole immune system to zero like somebody that's taking a cancer drug you do have a potential for headaches there are some nausea that is uh, reported and there could be some infusion reactions, which, again, is probably the more serious of the ones that you want to be aware of and know that if you start to feel funny after taking it, let your doctor know. They can adjust, talk with you, make sure that it's really a issue that you're needing to monitor for longer than just a, a couple hours. So remember, redness, pain, swelling, and itching at the injection site, increased risk for infections, uh, because the drugs do suppress the immune system to a degree for certain things, headaches, nausea, and infusion site reactions, which are similar to like an allergic reaction. Again, that pain, swelling, flushing, headache. So, you know, if you get any type of fever, sweats or chills, shortness of breath, extensive coughing, vision problems, you know, dizziness, chest pain, that's something you might want to ramp up and, and let your doctor know as soon as possible. But outside of that, you're able to move on and, and do what you need best to do. So remember, you're not alone with your dealing with axial spondyloarthritis. There's thousands and thousands and millions of us out there in the world. We're here to support you. Go to spondypodcast.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to as underscore podcast on Instagram. And you'll be able through my Instagram page to connect with all sorts of people around the world that have axial spondyloarthritis, and reach out, you know, touch base, and just don't um, remove yourself. 
from interactions with people. Get out there, touch base, let everybody know how you're doing, whether it be on a forum on Facebook, through AS underscore podcast, on Instagram, you know, stay in touch. I thank you for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Bye.